Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. Today is the very first day of March, and welcome to a brand new month. It's always uh, it's always good to feel the newness of the shiny, sparkly new <laughs> that life offers us, and it offers us all around if we pay attention. So, happy March, and uh, let's march onward. Today we are continuing in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapters 14 and 15, and this week we're reading the New International Version. Numbers chapter 14. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt! Or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. And the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear about it. By your power you brought these people up from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They have already heard that you, Lord, are with these people and that you, Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who have heard this report about you will say, The Lord was not able to bring these people into the land he promised them on oath, so he slaughtered them in the wilderness. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love, and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet He does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. In accordance with your great love, forgive the sin of these people, just as you have pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them, as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt 
and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times. Not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out toward the desert along the route to the Red Sea. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. In this wilderness your bodies will fall, every one of you twenty years old or more, who was counted in the census and who has grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. As for your children that you said would be taken as plunder, I will bring them in to enjoy the land you have rejected. But as for you, your bodies will fall in this wilderness. Your children will be shepherds here for forty years, suffering for your unfaithfulness, until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness. For forty years, one year for each of the forty days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins and know what it is like to have me against you. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will surely do these things to the whole wicked community which has banded together against me. They will meet their end in this wilderness. Here they will die. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men who were responsible for spreading the bad report about the land were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. Of the men who went to explore the land, only Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh survived. When Moses reported this to all the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. Early the next morning they set out for the highest point in the hill country, saying, Now we are ready to go up to the land the Lord promised. Surely we have sinned. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies, for the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there. Because you have turned away from the Lord, he will not be with you, and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up toward the highest point in the hill country, though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Hormah. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, After you enter the land, I am giving you as a home, and you present to the Lord food offerings from the herd or the flock, as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, whether burnt offerings or sacrifices, for special vows or free will offerings or festival offerings. Then the person who brings an offering shall present to the Lord a grain offering of a tenth of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with a quarter of a hin of olive oil. 
With each lamb for the burnt offering or the sacrifice, prepare a quarter of a hen of wine as a drink offering. With a ram, prepare a grain offering of two-tenths of an ephah, of the finest flour mixed with a third of a hen of olive oil and a third of a hen of wine as a drink offering. Offer it as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. When you prepare a young bull as a burnt offering or sacrifice for a special vow or a fellowship offering to the Lord, bring with the bull a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with half a hen of olive oil, and also bring half a hen of wine as a drink offering. This will be a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Each bull or ram, each lamb or young goat, is to be prepared in this manner. Do this for each one, for as many as you prepare. Everyone who is native-born must do these things in this way when they present a food offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. For the generations to come, whenever a foreigner or anyone else living among you presents a food offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, they must do exactly as you do. The community is to have the same rules for you and for the foreigner residing among you. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. You and the foreigner shall be the same before the Lord. The same laws and regulations will apply both to you and to the foreigner residing among you. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land to which I am taking you, and you eat the food of the land, present a portion as an offering to the Lord. Present a loaf from the first of your ground meal, and present it as an offering from the threshing floor. Throughout the generations to come, you are to give this offering to the Lord from the first of your ground meal. Now, if you as a community unintentionally fail to keep any of these commands the Lord gave Moses, any of the Lord's commands to you through him, from the day the Lord gave them and continuing through the generations to come, and if this is done unintentionally without the community being aware of it, then the whole community is to offer a young bull for a burnt offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord along with its prescribed grain offering and drink offering and a male goat for a sin offering. The priest is to make atonement for the whole Israelite community and they will be forgiven for it was not intentional and they have presented to the Lord for their wrong a food offering and a sin offering. The whole Israelite community and the foreigners residing among them will be forgiven because all the people were involved in the unintentional wrong. But if just one person sins unintentionally that person must bring a year-old female goat for a sin offering. The priest is to make atonement before the Lord for the one who erred by sinning unintentionally, and when atonement has been made, that person will be forgiven. One and the same law applies to everyone who sins unintentionally. Whether a native-born Israelite or a foreigner residing among you, but anyone who sins defiantly whether native-born or foreigner, blasphemes the Lord and must be cut off from the people of Israel because they have despised the Lord's word and broken his commands. They must surely be cut off. Their guilt remains on them. When the Israelites were in the wilderness, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly, and they kept him in custody 
because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death, as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, Throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at, and so you will remember all the commands of the Lord, that you may obey them and not prostitute yourselves by chasing after the lusts of your own hearts and eyes. Then you will remember to obey all my commands and will be consecrated to your God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Psalm 90 Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from the everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to seventy years or eighty if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger. Your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So we turned the page and read on in the story, and it didn't take long to hear the children of Israel speak that it would probably be better to just go back to Egypt. Let's take this giant view and zoom in even closer. And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. But here's the thing. Moses hasn't led them astray. Moses hasn't done anything. It's the majority of the people coming together and joining their collective voices to grumble and complain and suggest they would be better off 
back to the place in which God freed them from. Why I asked us to zoom in is because surely we could take a look in some discussions that we have been a part of, where we have decided what would have been better. We get together and collectively grumble, complain, devise not only a different plan, but a better plan than the actual person that God appointed. And then we're running with said plan, with said appointed leader and devising a much better off scenario because it just seems easier. And if we're being even a little bit more honest with ourselves, isn't this what we do with assumptions? When we fill in details of the story, when we fill in facts as truth with mere assumptions, and then we're living a completely different reality that never even happened. And the really important thing that we should hear here is that innocent people can be absolutely destroyed over assumptions. One person's boredom or one person's false reality joined with one other person that believes that false reality and then lives from that reality can completely destroy ministries, can completely destroy lives, can completely destroy marriages and families, and the repercussions can spiral out of control. We see the response of Moses and Aaron at the grumbling of the children of Israel, and then we see Joshua and Caleb, and it's important to watch the leadership coming from these two men that then explain before the whole assembly, do not rebel against the Lord. Do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Listen, we're talking about two men and a whole group of people gathered. Think about that just for a second. To be the voice of opposition and a collective group of a lot of people that want to lay down in defeat and return back, but to be two voices in many voices to remind them of the mission, to remind them of what God has promised them. This is the power of influence. This is the power of influence that you as one person possesses in this great big world. We are the light of the world. And to stand against opposition, to stand against assumption, 
to stand against defeat and diminishment. Never underestimate the power that you possess as a child of the Most High God to call people forth out of darkness and into His marvelous light. It's pretty simple today. We have a choice, and there's one that's clearly far more easy to just join the collective voices of assumption, of defeat, of grumble, of negativity, or to stand against popular opinion sometimes and rise above the noise to declare the truth of God's word. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for these words today, which we can once again raise the mirror and look into that mirror and examine our own hearts of which force we have joined, the force of negative talk, negative mindset, assumption, grumbling, complaining, choosing to walk back into things that we have been set free from or the voice that rises above and reminds people of what the voice of Almighty God would say. I pray that as we hear this, we would understand the weight of responsibility that we hold in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds by what we do and by what we do not do. Forgive us for where we have fallen short and help us arrest our words when we tend to give into what's easier by going with the flow instead of rising above. And we thank you for it. Thank you for your help. And we pray this now in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That's home base. Take a look around. If you haven't, check it out. That is the website. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. Every bit matters. And you matter every bit. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or utilizing your mobile app, hit the give icon up at the top right-hand corner of your mobile device. Or look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel over to chronological and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow as the story of our lives and as the story of the Word of God continues. Until then, love one another. Hi, DABC. It's Emmy from Illinois. Just calling in with an update. Um, things are kind of going same as they've been, just not really great, but not terrible either. 
Uh, however, we do officially have an appointment with a counselor therapist next week. Um, we met with him once as a just a consultation to meet and touch base, um, and we both think he might work. We've both kind of come to the conclusion that if this this round of counseling, like putting it, putting true effort in and working on it, doesn't work, then um, we need to just split because it's getting too hard for the kids and how we're how we're functioning. So. If you could just pray that God would be in this counseling, that God would be um, working in both of our hearts to be preparing us for the changes that we both need to make to work together towards being a unified couple. Um, and that God would get a hold of my husband's heart and mine. Um, I'm struggling just because I feel like I've been let down. Um, and I know my husband is just kind of struggling the same reasons, but he's backsliding in the process of these feelings um, versus, yeah. So we both need to grow closer to God and each other. And I just ask that you would just be with it. Pray with us. Um, pray with me as I pray over my husband and I in this process. Um, thanks. Bye. Good morning, DABC. This is Emma in Indiana, just calling with an update. Um, about a month to a month and a half ago, I called in regards to my husband starting a new career and going um, a very long ways away to be able to do training for said career. And I just want to thank you all so much for praying. Um, he has passed his CDL test and now he's just in that last leg of doing securement training where he's learning how to essentially keep everything on the flatbed truck so that it doesn't fall off while we all drive down the highway because that would just be, you know, that'd be terrible. Um, what I'm asking for and lifting up to everybody today would be to ask for prayer for my husband's and my relationship. Um, it's been a long time since he's been home. It's been a long time since we've really had that connection and it's, I'm, I'm starting to feel, feel that strain and that distance. Um, so if you could just pray for us for deeper connection and for patience and grace with one another while we finish this last, this last leg of training, um, that would be very, very much appreciated. Thank you all again so much. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, China. Um, thank you for putting this together for us every day. And thank you, Reagan, for your occasional appearances. We always love hearing them. Um, thank you all and have a beautiful, wonderful, blessed day. Hello, this is Joyfully Joe and Sonia from Austin, Texas. Your prayer request aired today on February 24th about your mother-in-law and your husband. And I, too, take care of my mom, and it can be so difficult at times, both my husband and I, and even my daughter and my grandkids. Sometimes she, she just has no filter anymore, and she just says whatever she thinks she wants to say. And I think part of that is age, part of that is their brains, aren't 
um, functioning like they should anymore. And um, so just let me lift up your husband. Father, I lift up um, Sonia's husband to you, God, and pray that um, you would enable him, Father, in all the ways that you might see fit, Lord God, to um, deal with and handle um, these things that his mom is saying to him and how she's treating him. And just even just to stand up and say, I'm not a child, Lord God. And um, sometimes it feels hard um, because there are parents that we want to respect and yet they cross the line. So Lord God, I pray, Holy Spirit, be poured out in this situation. And also for Sonia's uh, school year coming up, she's gonna retire in a couple of years. Lord God, I pray that you would give her wisdom whether she wants to stay in her job that she has now or move to a different school, Lord. Uh, Father, you know all things, so I pray that you would be with her as she makes these decisions, Lord God. And we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, this is Lou from Kentucky. I'd like to request prayer for dear friend's brother. His name is Mick, and he has several medical issues, but... The worst right now is that he desperately needs a liver transplant. He was in the process of meeting with the transplant team to get approval and on the list when he has suddenly taken a turn for the worse. So I'm asking prayer that number one, the transplant team can move quickly to get him approved and on the list. And number two, right now his condition is so poor, they don't know if he would make it through the surgery. So pray that his condition improves enough that he could withstand the surgery. And number three, there is a family member that is the same blood type as Mick that they think could be a a living donor and who is willing to if he's compatible so that would be another request prayer request that he is compatible and that we can get this surgery done and that Mick can get better and back to a normal productive life I thank you all for your prayers God bless you all